Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Right now, we're going to be praying. I'd like to read a theme scripture for us. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. Right now, I'd like for us to pray. Pray for peace in the nations of the earth, especially in the country where you reside. The internal wars, the internal situations in the countries riots, kidnapping, insurgency, pray against them, cut them off from their roots. Cut them off from their roots. The manipulations of the devil, you know, increasing the crime rates in the different parts of any country that you live in, declare right now that those things are cut off. They are cut off from their roots. They will no longer, no longer be a turn in the flesh of that nation. Pray also, those people who are been sent as missionaries or hired within the nations as missionaries to destroy the nations through different forms of unrighteous acts in the country that they are cut off from their roots and that these people, they are experiencing encounters with angels and they are giving their lives to Christ. At the same time, praying for the leaders, declaring peace in the nations, declaring that the God's will concerning the nations of the earth will be established even now. Hallelujah. Let's scan your mute and mics and begin to pray. Thank you. 
Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we cut off hallelujah. Every wickedness perpetrating the nations of the earth, every wicked and ungodly one, we cut them off from their roots. All those perpetrating evil, wickedness, kidnap, insurgency, malakabaya, terrorists, kiss of hijackers of government, we cut them off from their roots. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare, decree and declare that they will not prevail. They prevail no further. They proceed no further in the nations of the earth. We render them confused. We nullify all their plans. Hallelujah. We say they proceed no further. They proceed no further. In the name of the Lord Jesus and all the missionaries hired internally and externally to terrorize the nations of the earth. 
We cut them off from their roots. Libra Every individual, bodies, corporate bodies, political associations, groups, that have decided to ensure that the nations of the earth know no peace. We cut them off from their roots. We cut them off from their roots. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Oh, glory to God. We decree that they proceed no further. And the nations of the earth will remain in a kind of peace, prosperity and progress that the Lord has designed that they should. In the name of the Lord Jesus, yes, the nations of the earth are cut off from falsehood. They are cut off from deception by the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we've prayed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father, for answering prayers. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening. Good night, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. You are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in the prayer of intercession for the nations of the earth at this time. I'm grateful for the opportunity and I do not take it lightly. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right now we're going into the praise segment. And from there on to the Rhapsody of Reality segment, over to you, esteemed Amarak. Thank you so much, everyone, to have a fruitful and productive week ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. It's the 31st of August. Glory to God month of praise and you are going to be praising the lord wherever you are god is gracious and he's kind so many things to testify about you know it reminds me of a song we used to sing growing up but i think it's a i don't know if it's a psalm or where that song was lifted up from. He said, praising the Lord, from whom all blessings flow, from whom all blessings flow, from whom all blessings flow. Praise ye the Lord, from whom all blessings flow. Praise him forevermore. There's a song in your spirit and it's time for you to sing it unto God. Are you grateful? Are you grateful? Gratitude is important for altitude. Gratitude is important for altitude. I was listening to the message yesterday, priesthood and sacrifice part one. If you are following the project in message a day, that's the message we're listening to for the next five days of prayer and fasting. 
And, you know, Pastor kept saying how that, you know, God was talking to Abraham and he was telling him that the whole world is mine, the earth is mine, and I can give it to whoever I want to give it to. You know, and when I listen to those messages, though there are some, they, they were preached many years ago, I bring it home today. And, you know, as I was listening, I'm like, God, wow, 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 wow. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, so, um, um, and he was like, yeah, he chooses who he, he, he allocates the blessings to. And he was, he was saying how that when God was telling Abraham that the children that he was going to choose, he was talking, telling the children of Israel that he's going to choose them you know, of the people. He said, all the people of the world, they are mine. He said, and I have chosen, I will choose you as my own special breed, you know, as my own special children. And he was explaining when, Pastor, when the Bible talked about us being a peculiar generation, and it was like, that means we have a special gene because the word gene comes from the word generation. We have a special gene, we're special to God. You know, as I listened to that message, I was just thinking how much God loves me and how much he wants to bless me and how much I can enjoy in this world. I don't know if I, I had said this here before, but, you know, um, I've, been, I've been doing an intentional financial prosperity um, 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 study. Let me put it that way. You know, and one of the things that the Spirit of God said to me, he said, it, it was someone that was talking to me and he ministered to me so much. He said, God blesses you because he loves you, but God prospers you because he trusts you. And, you know, it got to me so much. I'm like, God, I want you to trust me with the highest amounts possible in this world, you know, because the earth is the Lord. There is no amount of money that we require that God cannot channel our way. It's just if we are trained at that level of trust, at that level where he can trust us with that money. You know, so um, what am I trying to say? God is gracious and kind. God is good. God is good. And you just have to thank him. You just have to praise him wherever you are. If you want to unmute your mic, fine. If you don't want to unmute, fine. But ensure that you're giving him things. Don't just say, Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No, be specific. Name, name things that he's done. Tell him how you're grateful for healing your mom. Tell him how you're grateful for the promotion at work. Tell him how you're grateful for the gifts of your colleagues. You say, oh, me, I've not been promoted. You have somebody in the office. You know, you have people in the office. You know, the people that you work together, thank him for your boss. You say, ah, oh, my boss is very, very nasty. Thank him all the way. You know, sometimes you need a nasty boss to bring out the best you right so there's so much to be thankful for and at this moment please thank the lord and feel free to sing him a new song sing him the song that's in your spirit
Thank you, Lord. 
Father, we thank you. You are gracious and you are kind. There is none like you. We give you praise from the depths of our hearts, oh God. So much, so much to be thankful for. We're counting our blessings, naming them one by one. And indeed, we are surprised by all that you have done. 31st of August, in the month of praise. Wow, wow, wow. Every day of this month, certain people checked out of this world. In many cases, for many of us, the weekend we're given as a ransom for our lives. You kept us, you protected us, you provided for us, you loved us. Thank you, O oh God, for the gift of your word that comes to us on a daily basis. Even right now, we celebrate the walkings of your spirit in our lives and we say, Lord, that we are grateful. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Glory to God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, family. I would like to welcome you all from wherever you are connected from to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. And we are excited to have these sessions and spend this precious time with you in the presence of our God. Praise God. If you're looking at your screen, today is Tuesday, 31st August, 2021. We are self-sufficient. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content, Philippians 4, 11. One of the attributes of God is that he's self-sufficient. He doesn't need anything from anyone or anywhere. Everything is in him. Get it right. Everything is in him. He doesn't need power. He is power. He doesn't need wisdom. He is wisdom. He doesn't need righteousness. He is righteousness. He's the self-existent self and self-sufficient God. Boko Paratakaya. What a qualification. Did you know? That's the life he's given you as well. I feel like asking this question a thousand times. Did you know that's the life he's given you as well? 
you don't need wisdom. Wisdom is you because wisdom is living inside of you. The Bible says Christ has been made unto us wisdom. Christ is not a separate personality from you. You have become one spirit with him. So if he's wisdom, you are wisdom. Like him, you don't have to depend on external forces or factors. Everything you require to fulfill all that God wants you to do and to be all that he created you to be is in you. You can take that line again. Everything you require to fulfill all that God wants you to do and to be all that he created you to be is in you. Consider the Greek rendering of the word content in our theme scripture is orthokers, from where the English derived the word orthokey. Orthokey is the policy of economic independence on external forces to be self-sufficient. When you study 2 Corinthians, nine and verse eight in the Amplified Classic Translation. You see this clearly as God's will for his children. It says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. This is one scripture that should be a part of your daily confession. It's, a, it's inside my daily confession. <laughs> like it's there. I have to say it every day. This is simple to comprehend because truly a Christian is one in whom Christ dwells and Christ is everything. Christ is everything. Christ is everything. Christ is your health. Christ is your protection. Christ is your provision. Christ is your wisdom. Christ is your life. Christ is everything. Christ is your place. Christ is your address. Christ is your money. Christ is your business. Christ is your job. Everything, everything, brothers and sisters, everything. Christ is everything, everything you need. That is why they are inside you, inside you, not outside you, inside you. You're looking for wife. Your wife is inside you. You have not brought her out. The day you bring her out is the day you meet her. Until then, you meet the wrong person. Praise God. Christ is everything. When you have Christ, you are full. You have it all. You have it all. You have it all. You have it all. When you have Christ, you are full. In my daily confession, there's, there's a part that says, um, um, there is nothing missing, lacking, broken, or wanting in me. I don't have, I don't have, nothing is missing in me. You know, some people are looking for their broken ribs. Some people are looking for their better half. No, nothing is missing. I'm complete in Christ because Christ is everything. Christ is my life. You are full. You have it all. This was something I meditated on much in my youth. 
And I made up my mind it was going to be my experience and it has been ever since. Make up your mind to live in blessings and abundance because it's the life God has given to you in Christ. Refuse to allow circumstances determine or dictate the outcome of your life. Live in God's word. Even if it's even if it's power you thought you needed, the Holy Spirit himself, who is the power of God, lives in you. His power in you is inherent, self-generating. Your responsibility is to activate and put it to work at all times. Get to know who you are and live accordingly, independent of circumstances. Hallelujah. If you read today's Rhapsody, you just discover that the problem is never with God. The problem is never with God. He's done all he needed to do. Question is, are you taking out and you know, executing your own responsibility. Your responsibility is to activate. There's a message activating the power. If you check the archives of the message, messages will listen to you, find it. Activating the power. So if you are supposed to activate, how do you need to, what do you need to do? Everything you need is inside. You say, oh, I, I need a house. It's inside you. Oh, I need a job. I find it amazing. Like, I just, I mean, I wonder when people sit and say they are looking for jobs. Like, there are one million jobs you can create. You are a creator. The one that created the whole world made you, and you are looking for a job. You know, whether you want to work or you want to do business, create it. Create it from inside. You know, the, in, in my journey of working, I never looked for a job. Even while working, I would get a call. There's this job, there's this job. There was a friend of mine who had got me this job with Air France since I graduated from school because I did a bit of foreign languages and I pleaded and pleaded with her to give somebody the job. She said, no, that if it is not me, she will not give me. You know, she will not give to anybody else. I never lacked jobs. One of the jobs I got one time, I went to see someone and I was actually, um, I went to get the brief for a job so that I can recommend people. And the person insisted that, no, 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 you are the person for the job. So when people say, I went for an interview and they rejected me, I've done 20 interviews and they rejected me. You don't know who you are and you have not prepped yourself for the greater life. There is a courage of a king. There is a training of a king. Are you receiving the training? You see, every morning that we show up here, it is training we are being trained for. Wisdom is bequeathed us. You know, many things happen to us when we are here. When you give attention to the word, there's so much it does for you. There's so much it does for you. It delivers to you your inheritance. It builds you up. It builds up your personality. It builds up your confidence. It builds up your faith in life. There's so much when you enter a place. Do you know that just your confidence in an interview is everything that can get you the job? The way you carry yourself. The word of God will teach you how to dress and how to show up. And when you show up, it's not just a physical showing up. There's a spiritual backing that comes with you. Where when you enter into the room, people know that somebody has arrived. And you then, they, they, when you leave, they, they, are, they are talking to themselves on the interview panel. There's just something about that guy. Ah, I can't place it, but there's just something about that lady. Wow, she, she has an aura. 
you know, so brothers and sisters, you cannot be disadvantaged. I know that there may be trying times in life, but you need to understand that every trying time is an exam moving you to the next class. When we went through school or if you are in school, every time you needed to move either to a new term you did an exam then you moved to a new term then when you needed to move to a new class you did a promotional exam if you see the challenges of life that way i'm not talking about challenges that are self-inflicted like yesterday i was talking about your health there are many health issues that are self-inflicted from the way you feel and from the way you eat but if it was not self-inflicted even the self-inflicted one, God takes responsibility and he can bring you out if you want to come out because you can't cast out a demon from a body that wants the demon to stay. That's one thing you need to understand. See, um, um, you need to understand principles. In one of the rap studies, I think it was last week or two weeks, and I was talking about how the princip a principle is a principle. And I said that even in the message of God, he does not defy, he does not, um, he does not ignore principles of life. You need to understand the principles that God has placed for how to do life so that you can do them, you can walk by them. For instance, yesterday I was telling you, there's no amount of praying, there's no amount of fasting, there's no amount of crying that is going to usher you into financial abundance. It is by your giving. Keep your money and stay in poverty. Even if they give you 10 million naira, I give you six months to one year, you will go back to a poor man if you don't give. Prosperity, according to the kingdom, the principle of the kingdom, financial prosperity is by giving. You say, I don't have a job, but you spend data. Calculate the data you spend in a month. Calculate the airtime. Calculate the Coke and the Sprite that you buy. The snack that you eat. You have money. Every one of us always has, every one of us always has something to give. You say you don't have money. There's something that's precious to you that you can put on the altar and provoke the spirit of prosperity. Brothers and sisters, you better get ready. The rest of the year, there's, a, there's something is happening in the church. Something is happening to the church. We have talked about it many times coming. You know, um, at, at the end of last year, I was saying that we're entering into the year of the billions. We've talked about it. We're about to see it. You better be ready. You better be ready. You better be a giver, be a lavish, consistent giver. You can never outgive God. Is it God you want to do? Um, give me, I give you it. Oh, hallelujah. We are self-sufficient. We are self-sufficient. Today's Rhapsody is, a, is one to go back to again and again. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy at this moment. And she is going to take us through a further study, the Rhapsody prayer, and then the Bible reading plan for the New Testament. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. Over to you, Sister Joy. Thank you so much, Ma, for today's ministration. Praise God. I'm self-sufficient in Christ. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. So we're taking the first study very quickly. 2 Corinthians 3, 5, the Amplified Classic. Not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in ability of ourselves, to form personal judgments or to claim or count anything as coming from us, but our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. First John 4, 4, 
Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Second Peter 1.3 According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. And finally, first Colossians 1.27 To whom God would have made known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So we're going to be taking the prayers together this morning. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Dear Father, I thank you for you've granted me all things that pertain to life and godliness. No matter what happens, I will always be on top because everything I require for absolute victory and supernatural prosperity is in my spirit. I bring forth success from within me and I'm moving from glory to glory in Jesus name, amen, praise God. Okay, so we're going to be moving into the New Testament reading of the one year Bible plan. And um, we've been studying the book of First Corinthians. So today we continue with chapter 15, the message translation, First Corinthians. Resurrection. Fr friends, let me go over the message with you one final time. This message that I proclaimed and that you've made your own, this message on which you took your stand and by which your life has been saved. I'm assuming now that your belief was the real thing and not a passing fancy, that you are in this for good and holding fast. The first thing I did was place before you what was placed so emphatically before me that the Messiah died for our sins, exactly as the scripture tells it, that he was buried, that he was raised from death on the third day. Again, exactly as scripture says, that he presented himself alive to Peter, then to his closest followers, and later to more than 500 of his followers, all at the same time, most of them still around, although a few have since died that he then spent time with James and the rest of those he commissioned to represent him, and that he finally presented himself alive to me. It was fitting that I bring up the rear. I don't deserve to be included in that inner circle. As you well know, having spent all those early years trying, to, trying my best to stamp God's church right out of existence, but because God was so gracious, so very generous, here I am, and I'm not about to let his grace go to waste. Hmm. Haven't I worked hard trying to do more than any of the others? Even then, my work didn't amount to all that much. It was God giving me the work to do, God giving me the energy to do it. So whether you heard it from me or from those others, it's all the same. We spoke God's truth and you entrusted your life. Now, let me ask you something profound, yet troubling. If you became believers because you trusted the proclamation that Christ is alive, risen from dead, 
how can you let people say that there is no such thing as a resurrection? If there is no resurrection, there is no living Christ. And face it, if there is no resurrection for Christ, everything we've been told is smoke and mirrors. And everything you've staked your life on is smoke and mirrors. Not only that, but we would be guilty of telling a string of barefaced lies about God. All these affidavits we passed on to you, verifying that God raised up Christ, sheer fabrications, if there is no resurrection. If corpses can't be raised, then Christ wasn't, because he was indeed dead. And if Christ weren't raised, then all you're doing is wandering about in the dark, as lost as ever. It's even worse for those who died, hoping in Christ and resurrection, because they are already in their graves. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we are a pretty sorry lot. But the truth is that Christ has been raised up, the first in a long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemeteries. 21, there is a nice symmetry in this. Death initially came by a man and resurrection from death came by a man. Everybody dies in Adam. Everybody comes alive in Christ, hallelujah. But we have to wait our turn. Christ is first, then those with him at his coming. The ground consummation, when after crushing the opposition, he hands over his kingdom to God the Father. He won't let up until the last enemy is down and the very last enemy is death. As the psalmist said, he laid them low, one and all. He walked all over. He walked all over them. When scripture says that he walked all over them, it's obvious that he couldn't at the same time be walked on. When everything and everyone is finally under God's rule, the sun will step down, taking his place with everyone else, showing that God's rule is absolutely comprehensive, a perfect ending. Why do you think people offer themselves to be baptized for those already in the grave? If there is no chance of resurrection for a corpse, if God's power stops at the cemetery gates, why do we keep doing things that suggest he's going to clean the place out someday, pulling everyone up on their feet alive? And why do you think I keep risking my neck in this dangerous work? I look death in the face practically every day I live. Do you think I'd do this if I wasn't convinced of your resurrection and mine? as guaranteed by the resurrected Messiah, Jesus? Do you think I was just trying to act heroic when I fought the wild beast at Ephesus, hoping it wouldn't be the end of me? Not on your life. It's resurrection, resurrection, always resurrection. That undergrades what I do and say the way I live. If there is no resurrection, we eat, we drink, the next day we die. And that's all there is to eat. But don't fool yourselves. Don't let yourselves be poisoned by this anti-resurrection loose talk. Bad company ruins good manners. And the final verse for today, verse 34. Think straight. Awaken to the holiness of life. No more playing fast and loose with resurrection facts. Ignorance of God is a luxury you can't afford in times like this. Aren't you embarrassed that you've let this kind of thing go on as long as you have hallelujah and with that we've come to the end of today's new testament bible reading of the one year bible plan 
Right now, I would like to invite the esteemed Brother John to take us through the Old Testament reading. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Over to you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. <clears throat> thank you, everyone. Um, thank you to the esteemed Marak for this opportunity. So we quickly run to the Old Testament. And um, we're reading the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. I remember the esteemed Amarak saying yesterday that by the time we're done with Proverbs, a lot of things would have changed in our lives. And um, so we're reading Proverbs 5, 6, and 7 this morning. The caption, nothing but sin and bones. From verse 1, dear friend, pay close attention to this, my wisdom. Listen very closely to the way I see it. Then you will acquire a taste for good sense. What I tell you will, will keep you out of trouble. The lips of a seductive woman are oh so sweet. Her soft words are oh so smooth. But it won't be long before she gravel in your mouth. A pain in your gut, a wound in your heart. She's dancing down the perfumed path to death. She's headed straight for hell and taking you with her. She hasn't a clue about real life, about who she is or where she's going. So, my friend, listen closely. Don't treat my words casually. Keep your distance from such a woman. Absolutely stay out of her neighborhood. You don't want to. You don't want to squander your wonderful life, to waste your precious life among the hard-hearted. Why should you allow strangers to take advantage of you while be exploited by those who care nothing for you? You don't want to end your life full of regrets, nothing but sin and bones, saying, oh, why didn't I do what they told me? Why did I reject a disciplined life? Why didn't I listen to my mentors or take my teachers seriously? My life is ruined. I haven't one blessed thing to show for my life. The caption, never take love for granted. Verse 15, you know the saying, drink your own brain barrel, draw water from your own spring-fed well. It is true. Otherwise, you may one day come home and find your barrel empty and your well polluted. Your spring water is for you and you, you only not to be passed around among strangers. Bless your fresh flowing fountain. Enjoy the wife you married as a young man. <clears throat> Lovely as an angel, beautiful as a rose. Don't ever quit taking delight in her body. Never take her love for granted. Why would you trade enduring intimacies or cheap trees with a prostitute? Or dalliance with a promiscuous stranger? Mark well that God doesn't miss a move you make. Is aware of every step you take. The shadow of your sin will overtake you. You will find yourself stumbling all over yourself in the dark. Death is the reward of an undisciplined life. Your foolish decision trap you in a dead end. Hmm. Wow. Very, very instructive and admonition. Okay, Proverbs chapter 6. The caption, like a deer from the hunter. Dear friend, if you've gone into hawk with your neighbor or locked yourself into a deal with a stranger, 
if you've impulsively promised the shirt off your back and now find yourself shivering out in the pool. Friend, don't waste a minute. Get out. Get yourself out of that mess. You're in that man's clutches. Go. Put on a long face. Act desperate. Don't procrastinate. There is no time to lose. Run like a deer from the hunter. Fly like a bird from the trapper. A lesson from the ants. Verse 6. You lazy fool. Look at an ant. Watch it closely. Let it teach you a thing or two. Nobody has to tell it what to do. All summer, it stores up food. At harvest, it stockpiles provisions. So how long are you going to laze around doing nothing? How long before you get out of bed? A nap here, a nap there. A day off here, a day off there. Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. Just this. You can look forward to death, poor life. Poverty. Your permanent house guests. <laughs> Caption, always cooking up something nasty. Verse 12, swindlers and scoundrels talk out of both sides of their mouths. They wink at each other. They shuffle their feet. They cross their fingers behind their backs. Their perverse minds are always cooking up something nasty. Always stirring up trouble. Catastrophe is just around the corner for them. A total wreck. Their lives reign beyond repair. Caption, seven things God hates. Here are six things God hates, and one more that he loads with a passion. Number one, eyes that are arrogant. Number two, a tongue that lies. Number three, hands that murder the innocent. Number four, a heart that hatches evil plots. Number five, a feet that race down a wicked track. Number six, a mouth that lies under oath. Number seven, a troublemaker in the family. So, God hates a trouble, a mischief maker, a trouble maker. Okay, the caption, warning on adultery. Verse 20, good friend, follow your father's good advice. Don't wander off from your mother's teachings. Wrap yourself in them from head to foot. Wear them like a scarf around your neck. Wherever you walk, they will guide you. Whenever you rest, they will guard you. When you wake up, they will tell you what's next. For sound advice is a beacon. Good teaching is a light. Moral discipline is a life path. They will protect you from promiscuous women, from the seductive talk of some temptress. Don't lustfully fantasize on her beauty, nor be taken in by her bedroom eyes. You can buy an hour with a prostitute for a loaf of bread. But a promiscuous woman may well eat you alive. Can you build a fire in your lap and not burn your pants? Can you walk barefoot on hot coals and not get blisters? It is the same when you have sex with your neighbor's wife. Touch her and you will pay for it. No excuses. Hunger is no excuse for a thief to steal. Hmm, you see that? When he is caught, he has to pay it back. Even if he has to put his whole house in hock. Adultery is a brainless act, so destroying, self-destructive. Expect a bloody nose, a black eye, and a reputation ruined for good. But jealousy detonates rage in a cheated husband. Wild for revenge, he won't make allowances. Nothing you say or pay will make it all right. Neither bribes nor reason will satisfy him. <coughs> wow. Proverbs chapter 7. Caption dressed to seduce. 
Dear friend, do what I tell you. Treasure my careful instructions. Do what I say and you will live well. My teaching is as precious as your eyesight. Guard it. Write it out at the back of your hands. Touch it on the chambers of your heart. Talk to wisdom as to a sister. Treat insight as your companion. They will be with you to fend off the temptress. That smooth-talking, honey-tongued seductress. As I stood at the window of my house, looking out through the shutters, watching the mindless crowd stroll by, I spotted a young man without any sense arriving at the corner of the street where she lived. Then turning up the path to her house, it was dusk, the evening coming on, the darkness thickening into night. Just then, a woman met him. She had, she had been lying in wait for him, dressed to seduce him, brazen and brash she was. Restless and roaming, never at home, walking the streets, loitering in the mall, hanging out at every corner in town. She threw her arms around him and kissed him, boldly took his arm and said, I've got all the makings for a feast. Today I made my offers, my vows are all paid. So now I've come to find you, hoping to catch sight of your face. And here you are. I've spread fresh, clean sheets on my bed, colorful, imported linens. The bed is aromatic with spices and exotic fragrances. Come, let's make love all night. Spend the night in a static love meeting. My husband's not home. He's away on business. And he won't be back for a month. Hmm. Soon, she has him eating out of her hand, bewitched by her honeyed speech. Before you know it, he's trotting behind her like a cow led to the butcher shop, like a stag lured into ambush and then shot with an arrow, like a bird flying into a net, not knowing its flying life is over. So friends, listen to me. Take these words of mine most seriously. Don't fool around with a woman like that. Don't even stroll through her neighborhood. Countless victims come under her spell. She is the death of many a poor man. She runs a halfway house to hell, fits you out with a shroud and a coffin. Hmm. A word is enough for the wise. The Lord bless the reading of his word. Over to you, Brother Martins. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Information is on the screen at this point. It's not information by taking our names. My name is your, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. In next paragraph, I, your name, granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. In third paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. At this point, I will kindly ask you to please unmute your mics as we take our information at the count of three. Please kindly unmute your mics. One, two, three. My name is Martin Uche. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. I didn't hear that, please. You can't see my screen. Yes. Can you see it now?
Rizolo, can you see it now? No. 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 Okay. Can you um, expand it a little? Yes. Okay, can we take it now at the count of three? One, two, three. My name is Martin Suche. I'm and recognition and it's very operative. Very operative. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at this point, we'll be going straight to the communion segment. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This too, in remembrance of me. 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the breaking of bread this day. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus as we break this bread. We will never be broken in life. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that our lives are knit with Christ. Lord, we give you praise, we worship you. Thank you, Father. To you be all the glory forever. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise the Lord. After the same manner, also to the cup, when they are stopped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup. The blood that speaketh better things than that of evil. We declare the name of the Lord Jesus as we take this cup this day. We are blood washed, sanctified, glorified. We are firm that we are who God says we are. We can do what he says we can do. Our lives are hidden in Christ and God. Christ is our life. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Nika brandes over it. Usually, Amanda lavadi. Leika doris again in the skila has the skila kela doris gebariyadista. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. At this point, I'll hand over to the judge to go through the remaining parts of the meeting. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. All right. Um, right now, I would like to um, recognize those that are celebrating their birthdays today. So if today is your birthday, please kindly raise up your hand. We'd like to celebrate you. We'd like to pray for you. Or if any member of your family is celebrating, you can kindly raise up your hand so we could pray for them or if it's your wedding anniversary, or any type of celebration you want, okay? I can see Sister Joy. Please kindly unmute and tell us if it's your birthday. Okay, um, Sister Grace. Okay, Sister Joy, yeah, please good, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, esteemed Sister Amata. Good morning, it's my dad's birthday today. Wow. Happy birthday to your dad. Wow. Happiest birthday to him. Thank Praise you. Praise God. Yeah. Um, Sister Grace, can you kindly unmute your mic and tell us if today is your birthday? Um, Sister Grace, we can't hear you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Please go ahead. Um, hello? Please, can anybody hear Sister Grace? I need to be sure that it's not my network. Or oh, Sister Grace, you could kindly drop a chat because I can't hear you. Can anyone, can anyone hear me, please? I need to be sure that... Hello. We can hear you. Yes, we can, we can hear you. Okay, so I think the net um, is Sister Great's network that is back. Please kindly drop a chat in the chat room. Praise God. All right, do you have any other celebrants or anybody worshiping with us for the first time today? If today is your first time of joining us, please kindly raise up your hand. We'd like to celebrate you very quickly. 
All right. Um, in the absence of any other, okay, I, I think Sister Grace dropped the chat. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sister Grace. Mm -hmm. It's Sister Grace's birthday today. Happy birthday. We love you so much. Right now, I'd like to invite the esteemed Sister Martha to kindly pray for our celebrants. Thank you so much, Martha, for this opportunity. Thank you, esteemed Sister Joy. Thank you so much. I think we have some new people. Like I said, some of them is their first time of using the platform and do not know how to use the raise hand button. So we always have to be conscious of that. So um, if you invited somebody here, please let us know. Or if you, this is your first time here, just unmute from your end and talk to us. Anyone? I see a uh, Sarah Kingi. I see it's the precious Iket. Okay, um, happy birthday, Sister Grace, and happy birthday to your dad, Sister Joy. We pray for you, Sister Grace, that you would leave your name, that your name will be the symbol of your life and it will be the outworkings of your life. Wherever you go, the testimony will be that God's grace is fully manifest in your life. Praise God. Congratulations, Sister Joy. We pray for your dad that he will grow in strength, in vitality, in health and in wealth. He'll fulfill his days with joy and gladness and he will serve God all his days, bringing many into the kingdom. Your desires for him, God is exceeding every expectation and he will bring you all joy. Yes, he's strengthened more than ever before. He will live in health. In Jesus' name, amen. And welcome all those who are joining us for the first time. We're happy to have you join us and we're looking forward to your testimony as you journey with us in the word. Thank you, dear co-host, Brother John, Brother Martins, Sister Joy, Pastor Deborah. Thank you very much. Thank you for blessing us daily with the investments of your spirit. Thank you, everyone, for joining the daily devotion. We're grateful and we love you. At this moment, I'll call on us to unmute as we share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love God. The Holy Spirit is with us now and forever. Amen. Surely, in Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations, everyone. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much.